Sydney, you were uh, one of the, you were on the list of people I wanted early on in my show. Oh. Uh, so I'm uh, so glad you were able to, uh, to be part of the show. So yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, you bet. Uh, well, let's jump into geocaching news. We got a lot tonight, so we're going to jump right in and uh, talk about um, geocaching news. It's sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And I was just flipping through this issue the other day, and um, actually, I, it was a couple couple it was a couple days ago. ago. Yeah, it was about a week ago. And um, page 15, let's go to page 15 here. Well, what do you know? <laughs> hey, that's my article. Hey, that's your article. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, was this the first one you've ever sent in or is this? Uh... Yeah, that was the very first one. I, uh, I had kind of been thinking about maybe what I would want to write. I wasn't really sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I just came up with that idea. So I was talking about uh, what I really like about geocaching and I included some really awesome caches that I visited. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just, I think it turned out pretty good. It did. It was, it was really good. Um, I, I really liked it. I, I love the, I love the, the magazine and I love hearing and reading stories. Uh, and since I, I kind of knew you before, it was really neat to kind of read. Um, right. And um before the show started, uh, Sydney and I were talking about um, the Eternal Flame Falls Earth Cache. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's uh, so there's like a, a real a tiny waterfall, and in a crevice behind that waterfall, there's a, a natural gas leak. So at some point, somebody lit this on fire, mm -hmm. and it just continues to burn because the the gas is just you know seeping out of the cracks in the rocks. So it just eternally burns. That's wild. Yeah. And so it's, so it's behind this waterfall and you, then you see the waterfall and the flame behind it. And it's really cool. <laughs> That's cool. I gotta get up and see that. Well, you know, and I'm sure lame monkey would love to, to go. I know. To I think I told him about it and he's like, mm, I might have to come to New York now. <laughs> Just entice him with earthquake, yeah. earth caches. I know there's a lot of great earth caches up here. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Susan and I were talking about, you know, and we're, when we'll talk about Geo, Geo Woodstock 14 or in a little bit, but there's some good earth caches up there too. We're going to get to do. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's going to be awesome. So, um, so we have two, two news articles. Um, we're going to start with the one that um, came out this week and uh, it's uh, geocachinger as we, we called it. Um, <laughs> The app, it was 4.3.1 came out this week. And um, interesting, I call it the new cache clumping map. And I'll kind of show it on the screen. See if you can um, get it. Yeah, see if I can get it just right. It's You have to go just at the right angle. There we go. You kind of see it a little bit. So you got these um, cache clumps. I don't know how else to put it. Right. So it clumps all the nearby caches together in one little blob. Yeah, um, it reminds me a little bit, if you've ever looked at um, stuff on, say, like either Craigslist or somewhere else, and you're, you're trying to look for something, it'll clump right. stuff up. So anyway, so um, I am not a fan of this. Um, I hope that 
they'll listen to some feedback and possibly make this maybe just an option. I think that's better. I can turn it off or on. Right. And I know one of the main reasons they did it was it saves people data. So people were saying, oh, I don't have, you know, a high data plan. So that's, um, I think, why they did it. That makes sense. But I don't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I want the option. Right. To, yeah, it would be nice to have the option. Turn it off. So, oh, right. well. So that was that. So um, the next article, uh, our next news article, uh, Cindy, you're going to take this one. So talk sure. a little about the HQ Duck Dash. Yeah, so I think it was this past Thursday, um, we got an email saying that geocaching.com is sponsoring a trackable race this summer, and it's for the 15th anniversary of the world's first trackable released by Jeremy Irish in 2001. So they were, I guess, seven ducks that were released and they had all these silly names and so they are inviting you to make a duck themed trackable and enter it into this race and the goal is to get to an event on international geocaching day which is august 20th this year uh hang on one quick second sydney okay let me do a uh i need to do a setting hang on on the fly, we're going to make a change here. Okay, okay, so, uh, okay. Let me start recording again. Okay, all right, keep going. All right. You, so you, you if hear me? You, okay, I hear you now. Okay, so okay, we're good. Keep yes. going. Yes. Okay. Okay. So if you want to enter a duck theme trackable, they have a link uh, on their blog post for a form you need to fill out with your trackable code and your geocaching name and things like that. And I'm sure Gary will put that in the show notes, the link yes. for the article. Yeah. I already have mine set up and ready to go. It has a little rubber ducky on it and everything. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. I um, don't have much luck with, with trackables usually, um, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't really either, but, you know, Susan and I had one that um, was, um, we had these two, um, I might have mentioned this before on a show, but we had these two um, drink umbrellas that we got in Hawaii. And so we thought, let's put them in a baggie and let's see if we can get them back uh -huh. to Hawaii. And uh, they didn't, they, they, they languished in uh, uh, the Midwest for a while. Uh -huh. Then they made it to, then it got, a, and then all of a sudden, boom, it made it all the way to San Francisco. And I'm thinking they're just like one flight away from Hawaii. Right. Uh, a, like almost like a day later, it hit San Francisco. Somebody picked it up didn't and i made the mistake of not putting enough information uh in it and took it back to pennsylvania oh boy so now it's like in maryland somewhere so it's oh. it's still traveling but it's just sort of traveling the mainland uh, yeah that stinks yeah that's okay it's you know you, you send out a trackable in the hope right that, that everything will be okay but you don't really know for sure what's going to happen yeah so. I actually, I had good luck with uh, the Geo Gearheads race this mm -hmm. past. Uh, mine actually made it with one other at the same exact time 
I don't think I don't know if anybody else has made it there yet. I had one. Did it? Did it? Did it go missing or no? Uh, yeah, it went about three miles and died. <laughs> I think that happened to a lot of people because of where the they started in Washington, and I actually had someone I knew go find Chris at the event and pick it up for me and bring <laughs> it back to New York. That's <laughs> I was awesome. Like, so that was good. And then I actually knew uh, somebody from here was flying to England. Right. So I gave it to them and then it was almost there. There, So that was, wow. that was pretty good. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. My, I, I, I sent a note to the guy who originally had it real nice, you know, Hey, did you right. kind of put that in a cache somewhere? It's uh-huh. racing. And he goes, Oh, sure. No problem. He put it in there and of course it's disappeared since then. Yeah. That stinks. Oh, well but still fun. And I'm kind of glad, uh, you know, if they're doing something like this, um, I hope it works out great. You know, people get involved yeah. in it and all that. I don't think we're going to get another, you know, like last year we had the, um, the road trip. Right. Which was a lot of fun. And I don't know, I don't think this year they're going to do anything else. I don't know. I don't know either. I can't tell. I, uh, because, you know, people from the site have been on other podcasts and I always try and ask saying, can you give us any information or, but, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they, they never tell us. So I'm no. not sure. I saw a note that somebody had sort of slipped up maybe a little bit that the, they think this is going to be all the, for the summer, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, I know that August 20th, there's an icon, a a souvenir. Right. Yes. I heard that too. Yeah. So, you know, that's always cool. I like Mm -hmm. this. I love the souvenirs. Yeah. And I think also for this race, if you do participate, you get like some little thing you can put on your profile page. I think they said. Yes, I did see that. So very cool. Very cool. Okay. So kind of like a souvenir, but. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So I gotta try. I'm gonna try to uh, get involved and do that as well. Yeah. Well, um, we're gonna talk tonight uh, a couple things. We're gonna talk about Project GC, and we're gonna sort of do show tell. We're gonna try to keep it. Um, we're gonna show it for the YouTube uh, people, and we're also gonna obviously talk about it because right. You know, for iTunes and all. That. So um, we're gonna do our best, um, the two of us, to uh, to do both at the same time. So we're gonna do a juggle. And um, if you want, Cindy, start with uh, again. We're talking about Project GC, and then we're gonna kind of shift gears a little bit during the show, and we're gonna talk about um, traveling and how Project GC can kind of fit into that. And we'll kind yeah. of wrap up by focusing more on uh, both. We're both going to Woodstock 14 or hopefully everybody gets to go. So Mm -hmm. your screen. Um, Let me see if I can figure this out again. Yeah. Screen share and you can do your whole screen and then you can just sort of, you want to minimize. Yeah. The the green one. Yep. I got it. Cool. All right. Can you see that? It is popping up and it's, is there yes let me okay. put the i'm gonna put i'm gonna put you on exclusive so even sure. though i talk it'll be on yours so we're good yep okay very good so um now um do you want me to kind of talk through the some of the our you and i show notes while you yeah sure start? okay that'll work probably yep. good so okay so um so 
I'll go through a couple of notes. Getting started. Yes, there is a trial uh, mm-hmm. usage that you can do, which is very cool. I've done that before. Right. Um, and so you can, you know, and, um, you know, they're very, very good about um, telling people, you know, we want you to be able to try the product so you know what you're getting. And it's not, it's, is it 30 a year? I think it's US dollars, $23. Okay. Because that's whatever it converts to from the euro. Right. Okay. In mm-hmm. Europe somewhere, I yeah. forget where. Yes. But that that's not much. Right. Yeah, I mean, not less than premium membership on geocaching.com. To me, it's worth a lot of uh, time and effort that I would have to go through to do right. some of the things it does. So, okay. So um, you do need to authenticate. To yep. the product, which you did a minute ago. Yep. It, there would be a little blue box up in the right top right corner right mm-hmm. here. It just says my my name because I've already signed in. Correct. Very good. And so um, the, the um, move my screen over a little bit. So first time you used the product, you said it was like a whole new, oh, that was my, my note. It I think like, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. First time I used it. Yeah. It was a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, it takes a little bit. It's not confusing. There's just a lot of stuff. There is. And it's, it's really cool. And so just my old mind, I tend to get a little confused on. Um, there's a couple different ways to look at it. There's sort of my stats or Susan I stats. Right. In the profile. And then there's statistics and some tools. So. Right. Um, so go through what parts of it you want to go through right now and kind of show people sure. what, you, um, what you really like. Okay. So a lot of the things I like are under the tools menu mm-hmm. and they have a lot of different mapping features. So um, the first one I like is the, you can map a difficulty or terrain matrix is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So you type in your profile name and um, a cache location. Let me see if I can get something to come up here. I'll just type in my state of New sure. York. And what it does is it will find caches in whatever specific area that you need to fill your difficulty or terrain grid. Which is awesome. So it'll pick out caches that fill those open spots so you don't have to go and do all the, the searching on your own. Yeah, and you can look at the map. mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And you can pick a county, like if you're going to, if you want to do it around where you live, or if like you're traveling in state, say, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, Susan and I go down to um, to Tyler periodically, and that is Smith County. We live in Hunt County, but I can set it for Smith County, and it can tell me while we're there, Anything that fills it, and there's the screen. Um, yeah, we're, it's we're... Uh, it's. Pro- I have a lot of empty spots, so it's probably taking a while to come up with. Well, it's showing the whole state right now. Yeah, so York, I just have the cool. whole state. But you but... can also um, there's a filter option in that menu. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if I can. But you can select. Oh, see, add filter. Yep. Right under your cache location, and you can do a center radius as well. So if you want to just do within five miles of a specific town, you can do that as well. That's so cool. And then you can, and uh, you can then pick, or you can say, well, there, here's three that would fit. Right. And say two of them aren't there. That's fine. You got a third one that you can add uh, to fill out your fizzy or, or jazz. Right. So it'll, it'll give you a map of all the caches and you can zoom in or zoom out wherever you want, but it also gives you a list at the bottom. So if you want to, you know, say, well, which one's, 
which ones are which terrains. You can come down here and sort by different different cash types or different counties or different sizes, favor points, whatever you want. That is very cool. I mean, that's really, think of the time you save just by having the tool, you know, do, do that work for you. It's right. Because cool. I, before I knew about Project GC, I was trying to, you know, find specific things like this. And I was just trying to search with, you know, pocket queries or the search on geocaching.com. And it just wasn't doing very well. So this was very helpful for me. Yes. It's awesome. You know, and that's, could be fizzy, could be really kind of, I guess, any challenge um, that you're working on and which kind of brings us to the fact that I found it interesting when they, when they, they started, when we started hearing about the fact that they were going to start uh, or they were about to take the moratorium off of uh, challenging uh, the mm -hmm. challenge caches. And then we heard the little inkling that they're going to go uh, with uh, project GC. And I thought that was really cool. Cause I, yeah. I like Project GC. I kind of like it. So it worked out great. Um, yeah, I was glad when they did that because, you know, Project GC does all this good stuff. And I'm hoping maybe someday geocaching.com might be able to implement some of these things and that kind of stuff. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when they said that that's a, a challenge checker that's uh, acceptable for creating new challenges. The, right. old cha the old challenges are kind of grandfathered into what yeah. they want to do. But um, so that's really cool. So a um, couple of your notes you put in about it. Well, I'll put a message that you can copy and paste into your log on the yeah. challenge cache that has your qualifications. So yeah, so show where that. Right. So if you go up under the same tools menu, there's a section for challenges. And if you click challenge checkers, uh, it'll take you to a screen and you can search for different challenges, whether that's, um, you know, in your state. So here they mm -hmm. have a, a list of, you know, some popular ones. Right. But you can also search for specific things in this search box here. So you just uh, pick on one. Let me see. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. pick this one. And then there's a tab on the right that says use checker. And if you're signed in already, which you right. should be, sure. it will run the checker for oh, you yeah. so you can type in your profile uh, name the, uh, here mine already uh, is you click run checker and it says um, sherman air 18 fulfills this challenge according to this uh challenge checker so then at the bottom here it has a copy and paste that you know follows the uh what is it the markdown format that you can copy and paste into a log for this specific challenge cache so it lists all of this one is a souvenir challenge, so it lists all of the souvenirs I have that qualify oh, for this. Oh, that is that is awesome. Yeah. Yes, that it that helps. Uh, obviously, the cash owner when you when you're you're going to post that you, you know, you're this is acceptable for you know you're able to you know you're qualify for the challenge. Right. They need to know that you qualify. Yes, and, that's and, very helpful. Yeah. That is awesome. So, um, and I think also you can, you viewed it sort of as a list. I think you can also view it in sort of map view, I think. I think, yeah, you can. So if you go back up to tools and um, there's a map of challenge caches, you can see uh, all the challenge caches in whatever specified area, say your state. Um, well, you oh, can think in all these different parameters. And, and then it'll create a map. So what it does is it looks for the word 
challenge in the cash title, I think. Okay. Uh, because now all all challenge caches have to have the word challenge in the title. Okay. So sometimes it will pull up a cache that isn't actually a challenge cache because it has the word challenge in it. Makes sense. Which is just a little quirk, but mm-hmm. maybe they will in the future not let you use, unless you really have a need for using that word. Maybe yeah, it's an idea. Oh, uh, so here's oops. Oh, that's okay. Here's yeah. the map of New York with all the the different challenge caches. That is neat, and I so, think probably some of them are not. They have a the red dash probably means maybe they're they're disabled right now i'm not right um so what that means is if you are a paid member of uh, projectgc.com it will automatically run all these checkers for you and then it will show on the map whether you qualify with you know a a green check mark or you don't qualify yet with a a little red minus sign yeah okay so those are ones i don't qualify for yet and the green check marks are ones that i do oh great okay and if the little icon is colored in green, that means that a a checker already exists. And if it's just like this this weird beige gray color, that means there isn't a checker for it. Oh, okay. Okay. And so and then all the future ones have to, but you could right. you could then you could then research that one on your own and kind of try to figure out whether yep. you qualify. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's that's really good. You know, you've got uh you got some there. Uh, Cindy, you can go do now. Yeah, and there's like <laughs> this, whole, this whole trail of challenge caches here that oh my, look I at haven't that. even you know taken a look at. But yeah, oh yeah, I hear you. That's cool though. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so paying members, uh, the map will automatically show if you're qualified for a challenge right. or not. So that's good. So yeah, again, it's not very expensive at all. It's well worth it. So yeah, I think it's really worth it. So, um, since we're talking about maps a little bit, what are some other um, items in the map-based tool area that um, we want to talk about? I know you can map a bookmark list. Yes, you can. Um, that's just a simple thing. If you have a list already created on geocaching.com, it will just take that list and put it on the map for you, which is, unless you create a pocket query, it's something that geocaching.com doesn't do yet okay right i got you so it's just it's just so these are all my lists let me see if i could just pick one you got some lists there yeah i like (laughs) to make lists because i found this feature on uh, you know geocaching.com let's see yeah here's my solve puzzles bookmark list i guess very cool well you just click map and then it will plot it on a map for you it's really nice and handy that is so awesome yep you know that um it gives you even uh, just looking at it, you can kind of plan. Because, like, if you're looking at a list, you may not, you're like, uh, okay. But when you see it on a map, you're like, ooh, there's a whole ton of them clumped in one little area. And you're like, well, right. let's plan to go over there one day. So what I'm really using this for is my 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 route to and from Geo Woodstock this year. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see it's a whole lot easier to plan my trip when I can see it on a map rather right. than just a list of caches. So here's, you know, potential caches I have. Oh, this one's been archived. How sad. Oh. Um, but this is just a potential list of all the caches I, I might try and do. Yes. Way. That is awesome. And you, you got so your trip out and your trip back. I can yeah, see that's that. been really helpful. 
and that's um, that's really good because you can kind of determine because I've done before, and I'm sure you know, I know you have too, where you go cash is longer route. Um, I don't know. Tell me all the ones within three miles of you know, and then you're like, ugh, look at this list. It's it's enormous. And it's right like, now, you got to sift through it. Do I like this cash? Do I really want to go do that one? Exactly. So that's why I was I'm. I like using Project GC because for geocaching.com, it has a 500-mile limit. Mm -hmm. So this trip for me, I think, is like 1,500 miles or more. So I would have to make three or four of those pocket queries. But then you also run the risk of bumping up to that 1,000-mile or not 1,000-mile, 1,000-cache limit on each pocket query. So you might have to end up making more. Sure. So that's – I. I I th I'm thinking about doing that, but making the the radius really small along my route to just see if there's any like right on the road or at rest stops and things like that. So, okay, yeah, but you but what a great start to yeah to what you're you know so that's yeah that I need to do that as well and I'm running mm -hmm. out of time rapidly because we're leaving Saturday but uh, yeah you're giving me some great ideas mm -hmm. um, so. Very cool. So um, what are some other um, tools? Let's stick with tools for a moment. What are some other sure. tools in Project GC that you um, tend to be some of your go-to other tools? Like, right. Uh, um, like, do you, do you look for, um, uh, like, do you do a map compare? Compare caches in a certain area? I, you can do that. Uh, okay. I'm not doing that. Um, so what that does is if you're going out with somebody or a group and you want to see caches in a particular area or all along a route that both you and your, your friend have not found. Oh. So you want to find caches that, mm -hmm. you know, you've both not found before. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, a good way. So you, it's under tools and then you go to map compare and you can just type in your name and your friend's name and then a cache location and then it'll give you a map of of all the caches you know okay. that neither of you have found so let me see do you know uh, i really haven't tried this one um do you know if you can add more than two people yes so you can okay. if you are a paying member you can compare with uh, more than two okay i think up to like 10 maybe oh, i want to wow. say okay That'd be, that'd it be might really be, cool. It might be eight or 10. So if you're going with a big group sure, and you want to try and, um, you know, find some caches that not everybody has found because some people have been there before and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, you have to be a, a paying member to do more than yourself and one other person. Okay. Very cool. Well, you know, then there are times we have a group that uh, we get together and go out, um, the Motley Caching Crew, as we call ourselves, but there's anywhere between six, depends on the who all, you know, comes out that day. But mm -hmm. I, I try to, when I organize, I, I tend to be the one that organizes the, the little outing. And so I try to make it so that, and some of the guys are retired, and so they have done a lot more geocaching around this area than some, yeah. of, some of the rest of us. But I try to best as I can find a location that we can all get to um, close to some barbecue. Cause you gotta have right. some afterward. But I want to make it so that even the retired guys uh, have some caches that they can actually 
actually the hunt for that they have never found before. Right. And these kind of tools are really, it's really the only way to do it. I mean, other than a lot of legwork to go through, right. I'd, have, I'd have to pull up their profile and I have to go through, you know, and look at all their, it just be, it's just a, you, you really couldn't do it. So. There, there might be like a GSAC thing for that, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm no good with GSAC. So I stick for this. I'm not, I'm not very good at GSAC either. I know some people love it. Um, right. I know, um, um, electric water boy, friend of ours, Tom, Tom, uh, he, he, uh, he's a big GSAC fan, but I think you really, I mean, it's another tool, but I, I think, um, for me, uh, I, I, I still love Project GC. I like, it's complex enough to get what, to get all these different parts, but yet it's simple enough to understand and, and get through in, in my opinion. So yeah. simple to use really. Mm -hmm. Once so, you kind of get used to it, it's a lot easier. Right. Right. So, um, so are there some other, is there any other tools or right. do you want to switch? Well, there's, there's one other map feature that I use a lot, which is the um, map yeah. hidden month. So this would be for, you know, your Jasmine grid. Yes. So I'm doing this a lot for my, my trip because I'm looking for those older caches that are, that might be in different States that I'm going through and things like that. So mm -hmm. you can get this hidden month tool and it will, you know, find caches that you need to fill that grid. Yeah. I love this one. This one I have used probably more than others because just recently Susan and I talked about it and we've decided that I'm not a big challenge cash guy yet, but I do mm -hmm. want to try to fill, you know, like you're saying, I want to try to fill my Jasmine. Uh, right. So this is like, you know, it's really the only way to do it is to have, mm -hmm. a, is to use project GC because right. again, think of the legwork it would take to try to figure uh -huh. out. So um, all of these tools that we've talked about have uh, this, a bunch of different filters you can use. Like I said, you could do center and radius. You could do a cache type or cache size. Uh, but the one I really like is the route. Um, mm -hmm. So I've made a route on the site from my house to Denver. So I can search along this route using all of these different tools. So okay. this is how I found most of these caches that I'm probably going to stop for on my way. So you can create one route, like like you said, from your house to Denver. Yeah. Maybe Denver back to your house, create two routes. Yep, that's what I did. Okay. And then that route is then available throughout Project GC. Yep. Okay. I believe so. Just like um, the caches along a route, you can sort of find other people's routes that they've already created. Right. I believe you can search for ones that are already existing. Okay. But the, the one thing um, that you kind of have to fudge with is because I'm taking one route there and a separate southerly route home, you kind of have to fudge okay. your locations a little bit. Um, okay. You can actually add, um, you know, place cities you know you're going to stop on the way in as like stops to the middle of your route. Oh, so that's okay. what I did was I, you know, picked a city that was along the southerly route I wanted to go in and then it forced it to to go on the other road instead of the, the way I went there. Oh, okay, cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. So instead of creating all these, instead of making it more difficult for you and creating four or five or six different routes, you just yeah, kind of specified. Right. 
Is that all within so, one route or did you, did you actually? Um, so I made two routes. Uh, okay. One was originally just from, um, you know, my house to Denver and it automatically picks, I think, whatever the fastest way is. Okay. So if you did want to take a detour somewhere or, you know, veer off and go to a different state on your way home or something like that, you would have to input that, that middle location and then it would, it would, you know, route you to that location first and then bring you back home. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, but still though, you, you can, I mean, just the fact that you were able to, to get that kind of information. Now, do you, um, in general, how do you then, how are you finding it best to take the Project GC information? Are you downloading it to uh, a GPSR or are you printing or what is your normal plan for consuming that information? So my plan right now is to download these, um, you know, the GPX files and put them both on my phone for offline and on my GPS. And I'm probably going to end up bringing my laptop with me as well in case okay. something ends up going wrong and I lose that. Um, so that way I just have more than one source in case something does happen. And, you know, my, my GPS gets erased somehow or something like that, that I have it somewhere else too. Sure. Well, that, yeah, that, may, that makes, that makes perfect sense. So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about just road trip planning in general. Sure. Um, you had a note here about, um, and uh, do you want to keep showing, is, is there anything more you want to show in Project GC or do you want to switch uh, back? No, I'll switch back. Okay. Go ahead and you you do that. And we'll we'll talk okay. and we'll talk here about uh, yeah. Just uh, stop there. sharing. There you go. Alrighty. All right. Cool. Uh, okay. So uh, we'll talk about road trip planning planning a little bit. And you had a note here. It says premium members of Project GC have a routing. Oh, we talked about that. Right. Uh, yeah. They have to be a paid member for that. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, they just want you to try it during the trial period. They don't. Yeah. Want you, you know, so, um, okay. So yeah, we talked about statistics top. Uh, oh, that's a cool one too. Yeah. Statistics top favorites. That's right. a neat, that's a neat idea. Um, you know, to, to focus on favorites. Mm -hmm. So that's also something I've, I like to do is if I, if I'm going on this trip and, you know, I, I know I'm not going to be able to stop that much. I want to stop for something that's, you know, good. So they have quite a few features. You could just search for most favorite points, but you can also sort by favorite point percentages, oh. which compares the number mm -hmm. of logs the cache has to how many favorites instead of just total number of favorite points. Well, that's, you know, that's important too. Um, right. Because uh, like I have a cache in town that I'm very proud of, um, but it has very few finds. It's a multi Mm -hmm. And around here, nobody nobody seems to want to do multis very often, but yeah. its percentage is almost a hundred percent. Every time uh -huh. it's found, I get a favorite. So those type of caches are the ones that you might not want to miss, right? Especially like if they're new, they're not going to maybe have a lot of favorite points. But if it's yeah, really, exactly. But if it's a really good cache, and it's had say twenty only twenty finds, but all twenty have had give it a favorite point that that's going to pique my interest. Yep. Definitely. So right. you could do pick whichever one of those 
you think might work better for you. Right. Right. No, that's you. Yeah. Kind of, or do, yeah, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not a bad idea either for, um, for in our example, we're going to be, uh, you in Denver for a little while. It may not be on your route, but yet it's something you may want to focus on when you're like, yeah. So we're going to be, absolutely. So we're going to be there for a while. So it's like, do I just sort of randomly, which is normally what we do, <laughs> we just sort of randomly start finding caches and just sort of right. do it in a very, hit, you know, miss, uh, sort of a random, it looks weird when we're done. It's like, what were we just thinking? Spots. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's this kind of weird look to it, you know, it kind of meanders uh-huh. around the city. And it's like, yeah, why did we skip all these other ones? Was we just got, you know, it's like the bright, shiny object. Oh, look, there's another one. Let's go to that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we don't end up going to really probably the better ones in town. Uh huh. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like that one. That's a that's a really uh, a cool one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as we talked about before, um, for some of us that haven't finished Hi, Jasmine, thanks for coming over. Uh, and we're somewhere new, try, we really need y'all. to tie, you know, try to find Jasmine Grid uh, caches that may not be local. Exactly. Yeah. So another, they have all these different filters for all these tools. And like I said, you can put in, uh, you know, a center and radius, like in a city, say Denver, you could put in a route. You can also put in a specific cache type. So if for whatever reason you want to fill your Jasmine with all puzzles, I don't know why you would want to, but you could search for that if you wanted to. Um, I know some challenge caches, you know, they say fill your busy with all puzzles or all not traditionals or something like that. So some people are interested in that, not necessarily me, but it is available if you want to. Okay. Yeah, that that is very cool. Well, um, well, let's speaking of the trip out. Let's talk a little bit about um, what you have planned so sure. far, and hopefully the the hopefully hopefully things go according to plan. I hope so. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Um, so, like I said, I'm sort of taking a, a more northerly route on my way there, uh, going through Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. I think those are all, and then into Colorado. Right. So um, all of those are going to be new for me, new states. I haven't gotten any of those. Um, so that's going to be good. I'm going to stop at least once in all of those states. Mm-hmm. I'm also planning to stop for what is Ohio's oldest cache. Oh, okay, cool. Which I guess there's a bit of controversy with this for some reason. I'm not sure what the details are, but when when MOGA was in Cincinnati, everyone was saying that the oldest cache was near there. And then I'm like, what? So I don't know what the deal is, but it's okay because the date, the GC number for this one is is GC2DBE, which is kind of a long GC number for one that was hidden, they say in 2001. Right. So I think there's some sort of controversy with this, but Okay. I'm just going to try and find it anyways. I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. Well, if it, <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's Oh one of 2001, then that's it what still the, counts. Yeah. Right. It, go, it goes in your, it goes in your Jasmine grid as Oh one, 2001. So, yep. um, so yeah, so that, that's, that's very cool. So whether it's the oldest or not, it's, right. a, it's a good cash to find. So yeah, and, definitely. So some of these that you're, um, that you've hot, that you're sort of, um, 
milestone, big cash. Right. I assume you've kind of done a little research too to say, okay, um, how long, in my opinion, is it going to take me to find this particular cash, and how does it fit into, yeah, your time frame? Yep, exactly. Um, so I've kind of been for this trip in particular, I've been looking for these older caches. I know some people are interested in different things, but um, I've been looking at this. A lot of people like to try and find webcam caches on trips that they go to. I know there's some along my route. Those are just kind of backups for me right now. If we have time, I might go get them. If not, then I'm not that concerned. Okay. So how, how much, I know that some people will do, I mean, are, are you, um, once you have it down to the minute, but are you, are you kind of, have you kind of already started to determine Okay, I need because um, you've got you got the boyfriend and the dog with you at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and between the three of you guys, somebody's gonna have to stop at some point. You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, with, with Susan and I, we just try to stop every couple hours just because. Yep. You know, it's a long drive. You know, we usually you know try to try to. Uh, not go too long without stopping, but not stop that all, you know, try to make a, make it an efficient stop. So have you kind of of tried to figure out, we're going to try to stop here. I've kind of sort of been working on that, but the, the good thing is that in a lot of these States at the rest areas along the highway, people place caches there because they know people are driving through and they're going to stop at these rest areas. So that's another good thing is if you, uh, if you know, you're going to be stopping in some general area and you know, you say, Oh, there's a rest area here. We could, mm-hmm. you know, stop and get some snacks and go to the bathroom. There might just be a cache there too. So you okay. might as well take a look and see. Okay. And then you have some mile po- or some, uh, benchmark, t- you know, uh, we're going to do, like you said, this one, uh, this Ohio's oldest, for example, um, it may not necessarily fit into the breakpoints, right? but if it's a cache that you've probably looked at and go, uh, hopefully I can find this within 15, 20 minutes and then we can get back on the highway kind of deal. Right. I, I think it might be a little longer than that because some of these are, you know, a little bit of a hike, but um, I've, I've sort of planned for a little bit of extra time there. Okay. Um, and then you, you made a note that you're going to try to do a quick pop up into Michigan and pop back out of Michigan. Right. So the, the throughway that we're taking runs basically right below the border of Michigan. So I'm hoping to just get off the throughway somewhere, hop up to Michigan, grab a cash and then hop back on the throughway. Very cool. Hopefully. Yeah. Susan and I last, uh, last summer we went to uh, Pensacola, Florida and did the geo tour in Pensacola. Uh-huh. And one day we're like, well, let's, how far are we from Georgia? Cause we don't have the Georgia souvenirs. Right. And so we start, and I started looking, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, it's going to take some effort to get to a Georgia cache. And then I noticed that um, I can, there's this one little area and I can pop out of Florida just long enough. Hopefully the cache is there and um, just enough. And it's like, if you go any further, you can't really go any further without going over a lake. A bridge. And also, yes. And then all of a sudden you're, you got to wait a while to get to a cache and all this other yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. So we were lucky. We got there. 
it's just barely over the board. I mean, you barely pass into Georgia and all of a sudden, boom, there's a cache in this little uh, baseball park area. Right. Grabbed it and we're like, hey, pop back into Florida and head back. Right. We, we had to get back to do more geo tours. So, but yeah. anyway, so that's cool. So I hope, uh, I hope that works out for, for Michigan. I, was there any other, I don't know, you really don't have any other states, do you, that you can kind of. Um, the pop? only other one that we, I thought about doing was um, you can make a sort of detour into Wisconsin and then go south to Denver, but I'm not sure if we're going to do that because, you know, my boyfriend's just like, let's just get there by then probably. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I do want to go to Wisconsin at some point to go to, um, what's the national park there? I forget the name of it. Oh, in Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm and it, totally the missing okay. the name, but I definitely want to go there someday. So, right. And um, people are going to kill us when we hear us talking. I know. About God, it's like, where's in West Bend? Is up in that? Is it in Wisconsin? The yeah. West Bend Cash Bash. Yeah. Oh, we need to go to that one time. So, yeah. You and I were both bad about our Wisconsin. So, <laughs> I we apologize right now. Do not. I'm sorry, uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> sorry. We love you, Wisconsin. Please, please. Yeah. Do not, I'm uh, sorry. Don't write me back. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to look it up right now, but. <laughs> okay uh so or not uh, wisconsin it's it's not wisconsin i don't think i'm no. trying thinking of, i have no idea okay. I'm, I'm losing it i guess that's okay so it might, it might be oh it's wyoming that i'm thinking oh of. okay because yeah because we're in oh yeah so um yeah wyoming you've got um well you'd have to it'd be a drive from denver to get to like for example yellowstone Yes, that's what I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. So in my mind, I, I want to go there someday. So oh, I'm hoping yeah. that I'll be able to go back to Wisconsin at some point, and I won't need to do it on this trip. So Right. No, that's, that is a good trip because you can catch uh, Idaho, Montana, and right. all kind of all yep. uh, within Yellowstone's reach if you go to Yellowstone. but. Mm -hmm. So um, you're going to try to grab Indiana's first as well. Yes. So for whatever reason, a lot of these states' oldest caches are kind of right along the throughway almost. So Indiana's first is, you know, less than a mile off of the throughway route that I'm taking. Nice. Um, that is GC93, which is a October 2000 hide. That's awesome. So that's that's one I'm I'm hoping to get, and um, also Nebraska's oldest, which is uh, May of 2001. I'm hoping to get that one too. Go Big Red GC 943. Yep. That was hidden five of 2001. That is cool. Those are, you know, 2000 2001 caches. Then you know those are gold. You know? Yeah. And then uh, when we're at when we're there um we're gonna and we are susan and i are gonna go to if we can we're gonna try to get out to terry all uh gc18 that's the yeah. oldest in colorado now um i don't know if you've been reading lately about that cash um make sure when you go out there that there's some road construction oh no and so yeah well if you, so you have to kind of maybe take a little bit of a roundabout route to get okay. to it but if you go um Anyway, just, just double check. I, I read somewhere I where it takes, um, if you try to go direct to it from Denver, it, it's going to take you a lot of extra time. And so mm -hmm. it's worth it to kind of go around a little bit. And 
enjoy the view as you go okay. in a longer uh, securitous route around the, uh-huh. uh, the, the road construction. But uh, um, so that one uh, we are also uh, going to go to try to do. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, uh, we'll talk, um, we're going to talk about the Pikes Peak uh, information during our bonus uh, patron stuff. So we're going to skip over Pikes Peak talk. We're going to talk about sure. that later. Um, and let's talk a little bit about, I love this idea and I hope you can pull this off. Yeah. The epic busy day for Shermanator 18. Right. So there is a challenge cache near me that is called the epic busy day challenge, which um, wants you to find nine or more cache types in one day. So on the day of GeoWizSuck, I'm going to try and get 10. The plan is for 10. So in the, the early in the morning, there's a donut event, a regular traditional event. Very early in the morning. Very the early. <laughs> um, and there's also a webcam near that event. And okay. then I'm also going to try and get a traditional, a letterbox, a multi, a virtual, an earth cache, a puzzle, a where I go, and then, of course, the mega event. Wow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but we'll see. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, um, uh, you know, Memphis Mafia, they've got several where I goes out there. So Mm -hmm. um, that'll be exciting. And so you got where I goes uh, out there available. Uh, Puzzle, have you kind of picked out a puzzle already? Are you? Uh, I have a couple picked out. I know there's one that's like a field type puzzle where you have to go somewhere and look up some information. So I'm I'm hoping to do that one instead of like some sort of absurd puzzle that you have to solve at home. Yes. And um, we have some of those and that's a good idea. I mean, as long as it's a puzzle icon. Or, or a night cache, if there's night caches there, which there might be. So I might be able to do a night cache that night and then get the puzzle icon. That'd be awesome. Or maybe a challenge cache. Who knows? Now, what's interesting is I wonder if, and something you could check on for that epic busy day challenge cache. What if you did a lab cache? I don't think those count. Oh, but they're so rare. I know. <laughs> uh, but the the problem is you can't really uh, quantify that, like what day you, exactly you found it. Okay. On the website, at least not yet. That and that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, but you know, so really, you could end up doing eleven, you know, on your own. Yeah. You set your own sort of, you know, your own, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, bar there to. Yeah, to, it's just too bad they're not having a CEDO event that day or else I could, you know, have all <laughs> all of them. That'd be awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, that is, that's going to be really cool. So yeah. you'll have to let me know uh, how that goes. Yeah. We'll see if my boyfriend wants to go along <laughs> on that adventure or if not, we'll <laughs> remind him of you might just um, sit at the the brewery and yes I was yeah, say, i'll see you later <laughs> remind him um i'm we're going to end up going to like three breweries be, just because of, of either events or side events that are right. non. so you know we've got the prost prost brewery that's actually an actual event mm-hmm. then there's one i'm going to it's a sort of a private event i'm going to it's at a it's at a brewery and then deborah having her birthday at a brewery yeah so, um, and they I like the, their beer out there. They do. And I've looked at the menus of all, th- I haven't looked at the, the Prost one. I don't think we're just going to get in and we'll probably eat beforehand, but yeah, 
Um, by the way, the parking by that's supposed to be kind of a mess. So you might want to leave early for that yeah. one. Um, but like for the, for Deborah's event, I looked at the menu and I'll tell you, it's, it's looking pretty good at that one. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so the boyfriend should be thrilled. I mean, you're going to get to, the, yeah. You know, so we'll just kind of, um, we'll kind of get him some food and some beer and he'll be great. Right. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be just fine. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your trip back. Right. So on my way back, I'm not taking the same route. I'm going um, through Kansas and Missouri so that I can get Mingo. Yay. It's just right off the the highway, basically. Yes, it is. It is like right off of I-7. Yeah. So yeah, Susan and I are going to do that. Um, We're going, when we're going to, we're kind of doing what you're doing a little bit. We're doing a... uh, we're going through Wichita and, and over to Mingo and over to Denver. And then we're coming down South going through Amarillo and heading back. So we're making a circle too, but yep. so that's awesome. So you get to be, get to go do Mingo. Yeah, um, definitely. Okay. And then you've got a couple others in Missouri. Yeah. So Missouri's first is also, um, you know, not far off I-70. Uh, I also want to stop at the St. Louis arch because I've never been there. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I actually also have some cousins in St. Louis, so hopefully we can crash there for a night if we have to. Yes, that's good thinking. Yeah. And then um, also, not the state's oldest, but in Indiana, there is a November 2000 cache, which is one that I need, but I cannot find it anywhere close to me, so I really want to stop. It's called uh, Fowler Park Wilderness Stash, which is GCC7. Yeah, that one is very old. So, yes. um, yeah, an 11-2000. Like you said, sometimes the Jasmine, you start looking at it, and you're like, oh, great, there's like three in the world, you know? Yeah, it definitely. So the problem I have with that is I think August 2000, there's only three left in the U.S. Yes. One is in Utah, which mm-hmm. is really far. One is in Georgia, which okay. is also pretty far. And then the closest one is in Michigan. Okay. It's like way up north in the top mm-hmm. part of Michigan. So I'm going to be like, hey, Daryl, you want to come along with me on this trip and get yeah. this dish? Now, so. the, Georgia, the Georgia one, especially for you and I, we would be traveling to Georgia. But it's also, you have to travel by either kayak or boat or something. Oh, yeah. So it's even more difficult than just showing up. Right. Or, that's or, what the, the oldest in Michigan is on an island. But that's, oh, I think, seven of 2000. Okay. Well, but you could plan ahead. You, you're a kayaker. You'd be great. Yeah, I think there's actually a guy that, you know, does these trips for a bunch of geocachers because I've seen people, you know, they say, call up this guy and he'll take you to the island. And he's probably wondering, like, <laughs> why do these people want to go to this random island? <laughs> right. Maybe he's used to the... Yeah, probably at this point. <laughs> but, you know, that's funny. I always thought in my head, you know, what, what would be a cool... Uh, job to have or or business to start and uh, of course this one would be fairly random and probably wouldn't be uh you know but would be to start like a like a, a travel company where it's just strictly people going to get weird geocache funds right you know yep um i've known people have like gone to antarctica and um they go to a certain place and they work out the details of getting yeah. onto Antarctica to find, but it'd be cool to have like a bus tour, you know, get on and 
we're going to stop at all these different places and get these yeah. kind of, you know, Jasmer challenge, the Jasmer challenge express. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Catch all these random places around, yeah. around the States, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, that's very cool. Um, you have done excellent work. <laughs> Sydney. So I'm hoping Thank you. Uh, I need to, uh, I am behind the game and this week is my, my week to really Gotta start. get it done. I do. Cause we're leaving Saturday cause we're yeah. leaving early. And so um, I have a little bit planned, but I need to do a lot more cause uh, and I like your, I like your, I like your plan because one thing is, is I get overwhelmed real quick with, uh, I, you know, what, what, you know, here's a thousand caches, which ones do I find? Right. So if I focus on one thing for, for, for example, for us lately, we work on Jasmine. So I want to work on Jasmine. So mm -hmm. I'm going to use project GC and I'm going to pick out along the route. And now that I know, I didn't know you could create a route. I should have yep. known this, but create a route uh, and it'll keep that route and I can use it for, mm -hmm. for various things. So that yep. is awesome. Well, I really appreciate you um, talking through some of this and, um, you know, uh, just just the help you've you've had tonight uh, yeah, for, definitely. Me, for me and hopefully for others that listen. So, uh, again, get out there and uh, do some Project GC work. Uh, <laughs> your, everybody is going to love it. So, all right. So we're going to take a minute and do a product review. And this is sponsored by Cashly. Yay, Cashly, yay, yay. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app. It can be found at cach.ly. And Cindy came up with a product review this week. So yeah. talk, talk a little bit about your whiz gear. Sure. Um, so I bought a uh, car mount for my, my phone. Um, it's called the whiz gear magnetic smartphone mount. Um, I got it on Amazon for $7. Um, it's actually a magnet and it attaches to your air vent in your car. So I have mine right to the right of my steering wheel. So I don't need to look very far. I can just look over. It's not, um, I know some people have the ones that attach to their windshield and like come out, but yeah. I, I think that kind of gets in my view too much. So I like this one a little better and you just put a, a magnet, either stick it on the back of your phone or in your case. And then it just attaches onto this little clip and it's really easy. Um, you can easily rotate your phone if you want the, the landscape view. Mm -hmm. And uh, the charging port is easily accessible. My, my plug reaches right over there and everything. So, and you can easily move it from one car to another if you're taking oh, yeah. a different car. Oh yeah. That is awesome. Yep. Check into that. Cause uh, I tend to, to stick it in the, down in the, um, drink holder and it gets, right. it gets moved around and I can't see it. And like you said, it, I don't want to be looking down and trying to look up and yeah, definitely. closer to you. Um, I know you mentioned that it blocks some air, but yeah, it does. It kind of blocks that air vent a little bit, but that's not yeah. that big of a deal. Turn everything up a little bit more. Yeah. So you're in good shape. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. So uh, it's in the show notes for everybody. Uh, if they want to check out the whiz gear, magnetic smartphone mount. So very good. Well, thank you for uh, providing the product for this week. Sure. So let me talk a little bit about what's coming soon on the show. Um, next week is um, uh, show three and it's my profile show number two. This was topical show. Um, I know people are I'm confusing people. I'm sure Susan says don't do that, but that's okay. 
for now I'm doing it. So uh, <laughs> next week's show is Doc Firewoman, and uh, we've it's pre-recorded, so there will not be a live version of the show. Uh, but that's okay. Um, sometimes you just have to do that. And so, cause, yeah. cause I'm going to be on the road. Um, so, and then she's on the road not too long after that. Yep. So that's going to be uh, next Sunday. Uh, the Sunday after that is G Woodstock 14 er. So that'll be the day. I know it's gonna be awesome. So I'm doing a special episode <clears throat> for that day. Uh, I'm going to, and I hope it works out, but I'm going to record uh, audio. There won't be really a live, uh, there won't be a live that night, but I'm going to do a, a record audio and then upload it to iTunes, uh, that evening for a show. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, is, uh, show number five. Uh, it's another profile show. And this one's going to be the return of the slinky monkey show. I'm going to have on uh land monkey with me. So that'll be fun to do. And then, uh, tonight I have a special announcement. The announcement is that on show three, I will make a special announcement. Oh, no. Uh, oh. Boo. You had me going there. I know. So <clears throat> stay tuned for show three to find out what that special uh, announcement was. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, Sydney, you're going to stick around for a few minutes after the show. We're going to do a little patron yep. podcast. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, I'd like to thank. Uh, Sydney Terminator 18 for being on the show tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was you, fun. Good. I'm I'm glad you were. I really am glad you were on. I, you have great information. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, so, and um, if uh, everyone out there also enjoyed it, make sure you email me at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. And Shermanator 18 is, you're a Shermanator GC, right? Yes, that's correct. Shermanator okay. 18 was already taken. Which is so, so weird. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. But you're Shermanator GC on, that's on correct. Twitter. Yep. And then uh, we have a page, uh, facebook.com slash geocache talk. Uh, the show can be found on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as the geocache talk website. Tell your friends about the show and ask them to subscribe so they too can hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. So good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.